I actually am not wearing pants. <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, I've sat right here almost exactly like this since 6.30 this morning. No way. Yeah. I went upstairs what? and I played with my kids for an hour and then I ate dinner. And then I came back to this chair. Huh. Oh, all right. This is my life now. the junction city podcast this is our first one of the first and many live stream live podcasts that we're gonna do one uh, of the first and many yes one of the first of many did i say that or i feel like ah Set man i already messed it. you know what let's oh there's no oh we can't cut can't it out oh snap uh i'm your host dan martinez uh with me in the virtual octagon john miles colby peterson and Chris special Neville. special Hi. guest, sorry, special guest. Chris Neville. And Chris Hi. is here. <laughs> Chris Neville. On today's show, uh, more GOP trickery in Weber County. Yeah. Good. Nailed it. Very good. Uh, we'll do some pinkies up, thumb down, thumbs down. Uh, it's going to be a short and sweet show. Uh, we, do have, we have a good poll. We have a poll. Excellent poll for you. Oh my god, I heard about this. I heard about it this. It was good. I'm not on Facebook, so I, I I couldn't see it, but I've heard about this poll. This is a, this would be a good one. Um, I, forgot, but, I forgot Dan wasn't on Facebook. But first, what's the hap haps? What have y'all been doing? <laughs> yeah, who wants to go first? Neville, let's hear from you. You're back from oh. a two month hiatus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not running for office anymore. Uh, I don't think I've talked to you guys since I dropped out of the race for Senate District 19. Um, but I have been in contact with Katie, and um, I think she's doing a really good job. It's it's a really interesting summer to be running for office, so I'm not quite sure if I uh, yeah if I'm glad I dropped out or not. But she's a, she's a good she's a really good candidate. And she's going to do awesome, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm just throwing all my support behind her. What is uh, what is quarantine like out in rural Summit? Uh, so Summit County is kind of funny because we were on like, I think the leading edge of closing stuff down, right? I think we were one of the first counties to close stuff down. Right. And now, now we're kind of one of the first counties that did close stuff down to start reopening. So there are a few restaurants in Summit County where you can actually go dine in right now, but they you know, took out whatever, 60% of their tables or something. So you could... Uh, they're planning on putting in a bunch of um, a lot of outdoor seating on Main Street, which is something that we normally have, but now they can actually use it to their advantage on Main Street and Park City. Um, but we're pretty lucky. I mean, I, I work from home. I'm a web developer, so business is still pretty good for me. My wife, she runs the local recycle center uh, called Recycle Utah. And so she's had to like really mess with her hours to try to keep her staff safe because this is a place where they get 400 cars a day bringing in recycling and stuff. Um, so she had to really uh, alter her hours and change that around. But um, it's it's interesting now that we're starting to kind of loosen the restrictions um, and see where it goes. Um, Summit County is an interesting place, right? People in Park City don't necessarily think think the same as everybody else in Summit County. But I think in general, they you know the leadership has been pretty outspoken and pretty well respected. 
That was very politician-y, uniny of you, Chris. Thanks. What about beers? What kind of beers are you drinking? <laughs> well, thanks for asking. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my Guinness, but it's in a Park City Brewery uh, uh, glass. So I, I do like my Park City Brewery glasses too. But uh, yeah, the liquor store's still open. Uh, thank, thank you, Governor Herbert. Yes. <laughs> They're not going to turn the tap off, dude. They make way too much money. No way are they turning the tap off. I got to say, so I've been um, just with the Mother's Day and everything happening. um, I had Mother's Day planned out, right? So I didn't buy the gifts, but I knew what I was going to get. So like, you know, that counts, right? That that counts. Anyway. So uh, wait a minute. So that means you you had a plan for what you were going to buy, but then you didn't actually buy it? No, 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 no. Uh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do that almost every one of my wife's birthday. I mean, zero points, man. I know. So I, I was out, which was the worst time to be out because I, I usually uh, I went to Lowe's. I mean, you guys saw the mask from a couple of mu- a weeks ago. I got this Jim Carrey, this Lucha mask. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> that, that that's the mask to get to go out in quarantine. No, the the Lucha mask covers my face and nose. I get so many looks and like. At requests for pictures i posed like uh, six feet apart you know but i posed for some pictures uh just you like you were on the show with your it's t-shirt so weird. and then your lucha mask yeah it's so crazy man <laughs> it's so crazy everybody's like yo that's the way to do uh masks right buddy oh you win the mask uh, you win for the best mask and all this stuff like everybody's coming up to me i'm like a, a celebrity but not it was really. pretty cool. I mean, it was a solid mask, dude. It's a it, nobody knows because we didn't post anything on YouTube, right? Uh, but like, we didn't. It was a. Good I was mask. gonna wear it today, but. Uh. But here's the thing, though. Did you come up with a luchador name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my lucha name is badass. El único cabrón, right? El único oh, cabrón. Yeah, that's right. yeah. And the unique. EUC baby. Bastard. EUC. Whoa! <laughs> Coming off the top rope. So that's been fun. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. <laughs> it, it made for Mother's Day shopping. Uh, it made Mother's Day shopping a lot more eventful. So you didn't get Mother's Day gifts? No, I did. I just told you I did. Oh, oh I'm at sorry. Lowe's? You got Mother's Day gifts at Lowe's? Yes. John, what, what, you got John, John, what have you been doing? <laughs> Something is I got, not right here. <laughs> I got my Mother's on? Day gift at Lowe's. I really did. Mother's yeah, Day gift was yeah. a planter box that there, I built in the back. There you go. See? Big ass wood boards. I was hauling boards all around, chopping them up like a man, nailing them together. Oh dang, we got three live viewers right now, guys. Oh, anyway, of course sorry. we do. John, who, what did you do? Yeah, uh, no, we already talked. I about built, it. I gardened. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's good. Kobe, Kobe, oh, you had a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah, we did. Uh, so uh, my wife Maddie wanted to. So a while ago, she had a small business where she would make, you know, lotions and um, face scrubs and stuff like that. And so she decided, like, maybe, you know, we should start doing that again because I've been, you know, making uh, deodorant. Now we're going to start making bar soap, which is going to be fun. Um, But, yeah, so we made a bunch. We took a bunch of orders. Thank you to John, uh, John's wife and Dan's wife for ordering. We appreciate that. And so Friday, we spent a bunch of time ordering and doing the stuff. Uh, we also hopped on. Uh, we did a drinking liberally um, remotely, which was also oh, yeah, a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Yep. And then Saturday we spent all day just going around delivering those 
Um, just driving all over, seeing some folks we hadn't seen in, in quite a while, you know, just dropping them off on their porch and, you know, standing on the sidewalk, talking to them from their front door. And it was awesome, man. We got to see some folks and chat with them and made some money, obviously. Uh, but we appreciated the support from, you know, you oh, yeah. folks and, and a lot of others. We gave we gave my mom and Sheena's mom the body butter and I think the other was some kind of scrub. Yeah, it was a sugar sure. scrub. Yeah. But my mom, she opened up the citrus body butter and she was just inhaling it. <laughs> she loved it. She she like can't I don't know. She's got allergies to stuff, so it was perfect for her. We love it. It's yeah. good stuff, buddy. Yeah, one of the things that Maddie wanted to do was um we have a microplane in the kitchen and so we had some oranges and in those um citrus ones we took uh, and we um, zested a few oranges, just like a little bit on the top. So it's just sort of like a nice touch, like you open it and it's like, ah, there you go. Now yeah. we did, yeah, I don't know if your mom got one of those, but just, I don't know. Small touch. Yeah. Um, it's the little things. It's the little things, Kobe. It really is. It really that is. reminds me, I'm just curious of everybody because I've been beating myself up over this. In this time of quarantine, who saw their mother face to face on Mother's Day? I did. I'll admit it. Yeah, I so did, did too. I. Sorry. Mine lives in Minnesota. So. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, God, you were making me feel terrible, yeah. Neville. Like, man, Otherwise, I'd totally be there. This is why Neville uh, is so good, and we're just pieces of shit. And my mom was going from my house to visit my 90-year-old grandma, and I'm just like, the whole, I don't know. I've been beating myself up. Like, what have I done? Yeah, yes. right? It's there, like There's some guilt there, for sure. There is. Fun times. Good times. Uh, well, moving on, uh, let's talk about this GOP trickery, OPP in the GOD. Oh, no. OG, OGD. I meant OGD. Ah, dang it. Uh, anyway, uh, the Weaver County Republican Party uh, rules governing their selections of party nominees are coming uh, uh, under fire. Uh, the would-be Utah House hopeful Lorraine Brown is suing Governor Herbert seeking an extension of the deadline for acceptance of signed petitions in her bid for, uh, ooh, I don't have the House. State House State District House 10. District 10. Yeah, it's HD 10, yeah. So that's the House District that is like the southern part of Ogden, and then it goes into South Ogden. It's currently held by Democrat Lou Shirtliff. Yeah, so it's the one held by Democrat. And if I remember, Lorraine was the opponent in 2018, right? She was. She was. She was the general election opponent. Um, she, how did it work? Oh, she went through a primary with a guy named Terry Scow. Terry Shaw. I don't know how to say his name. Scow, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um, she ended up winning that primary, but then he came in as a write-in candidate. Right. Um, and uh, she spent a lot of her own money. And Lou rolled in that race. She, I think she mm -hmm. won like 54, you know. Four. Oh, no, I think she was like close to 60. Oh, okay. Maybe it was higher. I but could like, be wrong. Lou, Lou did really well in the race though. And so it was just like pretty crushing because like I said, Brown spent a lot of her own money. And so this time around, she tried for it again, going through the, the county convention, um, the Weber GOP county convention. And uh, once again, some, uh, some hanky pinky going on over on that side of the aisle. Tell us more about it. Yeah, yeah, Kobe. Let's hear. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the way, so I, uh, this all started because I was reading uh, Tim Vanenek's stories in the Standard Examiner about it. He's been writing several. I think there are four up right now about this particular issue. 
Um, but it triggered something that I remembered from back in 2018 when John and I were in county party leadership. And I remember that there was a similar controversy in 18 with a couple of house districts. There was, I remember HD eight had it, which was at the time, Steve Waldrop was against a guy named Jeremy Kyle. Was that the guy's name? John, do you remember? And then there, uh, and then there was also a, a thing going on in seven house district seven, where there was, there was a guy trying to be get in on a primary there and he wasn't able. So what the, what the rules are is this. So for years and years, uh, for a, a few years now, there has been this, there was a, a law passed called SB 54, which allowed a candidate to get on the primary ballot by gathering signatures, right? A lot of folks in the Republican Party really pushed back against that. They wanted the candidates to go through the convention because they had more control over it, right? It's far fewer votes. Um, just, I don't know. Like They, they, they keep talking about how like, their claim is it, it, vetted, it, it vetted more people. Right. Right. They're yeah, candidates. exactly. Like they were, they were vetting people. And, and like, I think that it was sort of like this BS, like, Oh, what if a Democrat just gets on as a Republican and then beats you? Like, honestly, if a Democrat runs as a Republican and then beats your guy, because that person is more moderate, that probably tells you where your party's at. You know what I mean? But so, so to be devil's advocate as somebody who, I mean, I think I've, I've complained about it on this show that, you know, the party's planning with somebody and then somebody's coming out of left field. When somebody comes out of left field and messes up what you're trying to organize, it's somebody who's gone and got signatures, you know. So, I mean, but I can my, sympathize a little bit with that side. Yeah, but in my view, it's like, oh, okay, so what? They have a primary, and now the person has to work, you know, a little bit harder going into it. You know, they've got to get signs printed earlier. They've got to get out there and knocking doors, and they've got to be reaching out to the base of the party to convince them that they're the one. I don't see well, that. That's the big one. Reaching out to the base. That's tough. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, like if you're doing that work in, in early and you're getting the base out, you know, and, and letting them know who you are so that later in the general, you can get folks out, hopefully with GOTV and say, hey, you know, we've chatted before. Uh, I'd, I'd love for your vote, blah, 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 and get folks out. I don't think that I don't see how that's a minus because then you're not spending all this time trying to get people you've but, already talked to out. You're, you're, you're going after persuadable voters in, in the general. What if your base is the Tea Party? And to persuade them, you have to say, you know, that weird maniac. shit that appeals yeah. to the people. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. You haven't even gotten, we haven't gotten to the crux of the whole thing, right? This whole 30% and punishing people who who take the signature route. Like we've, we've established they hate the signature route, right? They don't like uh, it, yeah. Yeah. But but this thirty percent thing. Sorry, I mean back to yeah, the, the totally whole. Go ahead. So, yeah. so so the state the state GOP sued, uh, tried to get this. They lost in court over and over and over again. They wasted tons of money, and eventually they just had to like swallow the bitter pill and like, sorry guys, SB fifty four is the law of the land. Like you're gonna have to accept this. So instead, what a lot of people who, especially you know at the time in twenty eighteen, Linda Pipkin, who was the Weber County GOP chair, she was amongst a, a group of people within the state GOP the Republican party who wanted to make it so that it was more difficult. So if you were a dual path candidate, which meant you were going through the convention, but then you were also trying to get, gather signatures to guarantee your spot on the ballot. If you were that person, they were going to make it more difficult for you. The threshold of delegates that you had to receive the share of the vote was so much higher in Weber County than if you were just going the convention route only. And so what, like what Chris was saying there in, in 2018, they changed the rules so that if you were a convention only candidate within the Republican party, you only had to get 30% of the delegates to qualify for the primary. 
Whereas if you were a dual path candidate, you would have to get 70% of the delegates to avoid a primary. So it favors them, right? Like the bar is so much lower, so much lower. And so typically it's 10% different, right? At least, at least with our, like some county Dems, you, if you want to avoid a primary, you just have to get over 60%. But, and that's regardless of signature gathering or not signature gathering. I mean, if you gather enough signatures, you can force a primary. Um, But, but so that's the, the difference, right? Is the 60, 40 versus 70, 30, which seems small, but is in fact quite large. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and it can be just a, a matter of, of votes, right? And so um, the day of the convention in 2018, from uh, an article that I read from Tim Vanenek at, at the time, from what I understand, the the party changed the rules that morning to make it so that um, I'm trying to remember exactly how they changed, but like there was a rule change in the morning to to what everybody thought was going to happen, right? And so it was like totally shifts the goalposts. So a lot of folks are not sure. Let me, let me go to the article here and see exactly what Tim uh, wrote so we, we can understand. The changes made in October by the Weber County Republican Party underscored statewide division among GOPers over the, the, wide, the divide between the caucus convention system and the signature petition route. So um, they basically hadn't really been scrutinized, said Steve Waldrop, who at the time had been on the central and executive committees of the Weber County Republican Party. He had not been elected at the time. So let me scroll down here to see what the changes they made were, because it takes Tim a while to get to them. But like I said, the, 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 the same thing, like there were people pushing back saying, OK, yeah, before Saturday, the threshold for getting on the ballot as a dual path hopeful was 70 percent as a delegate support. Saturday morning, they changed it to 50 percent plus one. So then they said, okay, just kidding. Now, if you get 50% plus one, you can get a spot on the. I think that article might have it reversed. That seems like weird, but yeah. Here's a question. Is this like a, uh, is is she uh, like a moderate Republican or something? Or like what, I guess what's with the, uh, all these hoops that she has to go through. Do you know what I mean? Like it just feels like they don't want her in. Is that because well, she, no, go ahead? It seems like the party is just weird about this. Like they just hate anybody mm-hmm. who doesn't want to do it their way. It's true. And what I would say is so it's not something th- against her specifically or her personally mm-hmm. or anything. Well, no. we don't know because this is the second time that she's tried it now. Okay. And so yeah. she tried again to get on the, you know, she ran again this this past couple of weeks. I think the Weber county republican party's convention was the same weekend as the weber dems and um once again so with the new rules like i said it was 50 percent plus one and that gets it to you and so because of that what should be a primary right so it favors the person who is just slightly above now right so if you are 50 percent plus one you win without a primary which is which is crazy right so if there are only two people in the race it basically assures no primary because you're always going to be more. Right. And so it, it creates this incentive then for the party to say, okay, let's, let's try and make sure that the count, the convention only person gets above that 50%. If we can get that, there will be no primary and that person can get on with their life. Right. So what happened this year with Lorraine Brown? So she ran in 2018 and she lost to Lucia with by a wide margin so she decides to run again, and this time she's running against a kid who used to work for Rob Bishop, 
Um, I can't forget, I can't remember the kid's name. So the, oh, there are about, si- yeah, there are about 60 delegates, right? Cause it was like 30 to 29, right? Like, so really close. The kid wins by a single vote, but because it is 50% plus one, there is no primary in that, in that race now, according to the new rules, right? Because of this is how the way it is. And so she says, but I, she pursued the petition only route or the, uh, the petition, uh, the, the convention and, uh, gathering signature route. So she said, well, I had submitted my thousand signatures, but because COVID-19, I wasn't able to get all of them in time. So I'm going to sue the state to get on the ballot because if I had had that extra time, I could have got my thousand signatures and it wouldn't have mattered. So that's kind of the issue, but like, there's this, there's just kind of this moving goalposts, right. Of saying, Oh, we want this actually, no, wait, we're going to do this. And if we can get a two person race, you know, we can throw our weight behind this person and we can make sure that, you know, they get through and all that sort of some hanky panky going on over on that side. So what should, uh, what should the JC peeps do? Well, so I was go register as a Republican, please. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. There's a lot of people trying to tempt you right now. You just resist that. Don't, don't listen to Kim Gardner. No, Chris, you had a, you had a thing that you found in the Weber GOP's bylaws that I thought was, you said, you know, was really interesting. Well, if you just, I mean, if you have listened to kind of politics stuff in Utah in the last five years, SB 54 comes up every year, right? It, and it comes up again and again, and yep. you got people sinking their money right. into it. And you've got the the kind of more extreme right wing of Utah Republicans that all just want to control conventions, right? So they love this caucus convention route, and they hate the ability for Colby to go register as a Republican and get a thousand of his friends to sign up. And I mean, really anybody, right? They, they, they think that the the um, the delegates should have all the power, but literally, I, I took a look at their their bylaws in in, in um, kind of prepping for this, and they actually have a part of their their bylaws in the in the Weber County Republican uh, bylaws that say at convention before before candidates are even allowed to make speeches. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the very beginning because it, it just kind of talks about SB 54. So this is what they have to read. Our party was forced by the 2014 Utah legislature's SB 54 to allow candidates who have gathered signatures to, uh, rather than participating exclusively at our convention, to be placed on the primary or general ballot, in spite of our very successful and long-held caucus convention process. And then it goes on to kind of just basically say, hey, we're going to do what we can do to to, to favor these people. Um and it's pretty interesting. And if you've been paying attention for a while, they paid a lot of money to sue the pants off the state for this thing. And they keep losing and they keep losing. Um, the other thing is there, I think in this case, there were, there were two lawsuits. I think that the first route she took was, was a 14th amendment arguing for um, saying that she didn't have equal protection and they were treating her differently because of the route she took. And I think she lost that. And then this, that's why she's taking the route because I think she was only 20, 20 or so signatures short. Yes. Um, where um, Jan Jan Garbett, uh, w- yeah. who was running for for governor, had the same thing. She had sued to to say, "Hey, you know, we only got seventy percent of the window to actually collect these signatures. We should be allowing seventy percent of the total." Uh, she lost that. So so I wouldn't. Well, she be did get an extension, didn't she? 
Is that what happened? I, I can't remember. Maybe not. I thought I thought that she had gotten an extension, and so I thought that maybe it had emboldened Brown to be, say, right? "Hey, she won," you know, and mm-hmm. was able to get you know this extended window. Maybe yeah. I can, you know, because her argument was like, "I was I actually had the signatures, you know, but just I needed to get a few a few more with this extended window because, like you said, there was this amount of time that that transpired." where I wasn't able to go out because the governor had shut things down and the Lieutenant governor's office did not grant, uh, you know, this extension. They just said, sorry, that's the rules. You didn't get it. You didn't get it because she didn't. One thing that Tim Vandenack pointed out in his article was, uh, that she didn't pay anybody to go gather signatures. It was just, Mm. it was, you know, it was just her and some friends and some family members went out there and, and genuinely tried to, you know, just do this thing and they were close, but, uh, they, she didn't make it. Yeah. And so that's and it's interesting, too, because it brings up the gubernatorial race where Spencer Cox is running for governor. So whatever he decides on any of this stuff with the lieutenant governor's office is going to be looked at really closely because he stands to win or lose based on kind of some of these decisions that are made. Right. So Mm -hmm. if in this Weber County case, they decide, yeah, we'll lower the threshold. Well, that might mean that the threshold gets lowered in Garvet's case or what, you know, it has it has kind of bigger implications. Uh, yeah, because because didn't Huntsman run into the same problem where like he also didn't get enough signatures, and so they were also seeking. I thought that he was seeking uh, some sort of a, a similar thing because Cox, um, when he brought all his signatures, because he did the dual track route and said, you know what, I'm going to guarantee my spot, and I'm going to you know get the signatures and go through the convention to make the delegates happy. Um, he like showed up, there was a lot of fanfare. He had like all these signatures in these books, you know, in green boxes that were, you know, it was sort of like this, it was a photo op for sure. And it seemed like I had read in like the trip or something that Huntsman had not gotten quite there and that he was looking for, I think maybe something similar. I, I don't know if that's true or not. And I can't remember how Huntsman did at convention. It could be that Huntsman made it out of convention. So he doesn't care anymore. Well, I, 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 he, I think the way this has played out a lot in the past, maybe in Huntsman's case, is that you have people who are, uh, like you say, they're doing the dual route because it's an important distinction in the Weber GOP bylaws that Neville read that they're saying they're saying that they want to support people who go solely the convention route. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone like Huntsman who gets all the signatures first because you go gather all of that. You need so many. You got to have it done before your convention comes. So you do it as a safety net. You go get that done. But as soon as you start that process, your county political party is working against you. It's not like they're saying this guy didn't win the nomination. They're actively trying to get you to also not win at convention. You know, they only want the person to win at convention who solely went through the convention route. So yeah. it's just it's just getting the safety net that is is getting people to be treated unfairly. So a lot of times that's what the complaint is, is that I'm not being supported properly by the party mm. solely because I went through this uh, yeah. signature route. So it, it brings up this interesting thing. And I think kind of because you guys have both been party leaders and I'm involved with the Summit County Democrats and stuff, it brings up kind of an important question about the role of party leadership and and parties and like the central committees and all the stuff that you only really care about if you're a big wonk really because they set these rules right and when somebody says hey i'm going to file as a republican this is a little devil's advocate as well but when you say hey i'm going to file as a republican in weaver county you're kind of tying yourself to that party's rules right and so that party has kind of a baseline that they're expected to meet but as long as they meet that very very 
you know, minimum requirement, they it's their party, right? If, if you didn't want to play by their rules, you should have filed as independent. Now, now, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. And I'm saying probably that that bar is too low because they could in their bylaws just go and say, hey, if you take the dual signature route, you need 99% at convention, right? What's to stop them from doing that? And where does that line lie? But if people are really, really mad about, about how the, the Weber County GOP is running and, and that stuff, they, they could probably maybe change that, right? And, and try to get some, try to push for some changes in those bylaws, but maybe not because I'm coming from a, from a totally different spot, right? Being a Democrat in Summit County. Um, but, but we think party leadership isn't important, but this really, really, really uh, drives home that it is important because it's party leadership that's doing a lot of this stuff. Well, and I mean, the truth is that this is where most of the real political decisions happen. Like most uh, elections in Weber County are a shoe in for Republicans. So where you just had this primary for the county commissioner's race, those guys were fighting hard in that primary because the guy who wins that is the guy. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, to have somebody taking the rules of that process and crafting them to whatever they want them to be, like it's a real danger when they know that their guy is basically going to win. Well, and it's funny because that's us in Summit, right? We didn't even have Republicans file for the county council seats. Like there are no Republicans running for county council. Well, so we had wow. two seats. That's wild. So the results of our convention, essentially we ran not a convention, but an election. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I had people coming up to us and saying, and, and I don't think this was a bad idea in uh. the future, but they were coming up before the convention saying, you know, I really think because, because whoever wins this is going to be on our county council, that it would be better to go straight to a primary and not even take convention into account. And I'm not saying that's even a, a bad idea, but it is a bad idea when people have signed up, you know, several months prior for this process, and then all of a sudden we change the process right before we get the results, right? So, so like that is what creeps me out. And and I was even going to kind of say that about this year's this this story we're talking about right now. Well, she signed up. She knew the rules. She knew she had to get this much. She knew what she was sacrificing in order to collect signatures. But then when I read back to 2018, where they changed it the morning of, that totally changes the perspective, right? Like you can't change the rules in the seventh inning. If you sign up to go play baseball, you expect there to be three outs. Mm, you know, right. Uh, um, well, why I would will you sign up to that? play baseball. It's a beautiful yeah. game. And I would absolutely <laughs> sign up to play well, baseball. The takeaway <laughs> is the GOP's got some funny business that, they're, that they need to work out. But they got too much power. But the, the JC peeps should be getting involved, right? Like, should be getting involved in their local, right? Uh, right? Well, John, why are you doing that? <laughs> I don't want you to get involved in the Republican Party. No, no, I don't no, either. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, not Republican <laughs> parties. I was gonna, you didn't let me finish. Get oh, involved right, in finish. Weber County, Dem, yeah, Democratic elections. Now, you, you ruined my whole thing. God, I'm sorry. I asked for clarity. But, uh, this is where we would normally uh, take a break so, and so, pay some wait. bills. No, Kobe. Couple of things I need to clarify. So John Huntsman did qualify hours before, so he made it. So there was no that thing. Jan Garbet. Yeah, he got enough signatures. Jan Garbet sued was and was told by the court that you could resubmit the signatures that you had already gathered and they would re-verify them. She ended up not. They pulled it like it didn't happen. So I, I don't know. We'll see. That does not bode well for uh your candidate. Well, your Republican candidate Brown. Yeah, Lorraine Brown. It does not. 
But Doesn't matter because really whoever yeah. it is, they're losing to lose shirtless. So oh, they, they probably are. We're scraps, I guess. Whatever. They probably are. Uh, so we'll we'll move on. Um, we're gonna move to poll the polls, right? This we is polls. Yeah, we have a poll. Oh man, we did polls this week. Yeah, yeah. This was an interesting one. I I saw this in the rundown. It says, uh, "Who's the worst JC Peep listener?" Oh. Can, okay, wait, hold on. Who can won? I, oh, can I, I time know. out really quick? I have to go. I have to you say this. You can't time out. I, I'm gonna do. My, We're live, my, baby. My pinkies up, thumbs down is a thumbs down to Facebook and a thumbs down to me because I lied to you earlier. I told you I wasn't on Facebook, but I oh! saw back on Facebook. Oh! <laughs> and I did see this poll, oh! and I was yeah, yeah. I didn't vote though because I didn't want anybody to be like, oh, he's back on. No. You pulled a Shane and you were just like, oh, creeping yeah, I was just creeping. Just but, but you know what? I found funny. So Jason Allen won with nine votes. Oh, yeah. um, Politician. But that guy like campaign. How, how do you campaign to be the worst <laughs> JCP? That was so weird. He wanted to win. That guy knows what's cool. And this was an honor. This was an honor. Yeah. Th- we should. We he should. stole it from a real listener. Yeah. Because my vote would have been for Kevin Tila. He came in strong second place. Well, there was a three way tie. Kevin Tila, Heath Satow, and Nina Morris. Nina, uh, uh, Nina's pretty bad. <laughs> Dang, uh, Oscar Mata uh, came in last place. Yeah, that sounds one. bad. I mean, that sounds bad, but it was probably good, right? He got right. Like, it's like first right? place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like winning an ugly contest, right? Coming in second place. I did that once. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Thanks for... Thanks for uh, contributing and voting on the the jcp uh forum we will have another poll up this week we don't know what it is yet but it'll it'll be Let's up there something. yeah it'll be yeah. Something good that was a good one i like that one <clears throat> pinkies um, up thumbs down pinkies up thumbs down i already gave mine mine is to uh cobra kai have you guys watched that show that was a good is it pinkies up yeah it's a pinkies oh, nice. up to cobra kai uh yeah, man, it's good. Like, I was just kind of so-so on it until, like, episode six. The end of episode six, I was like, hell yes to this show. This is uh, the it's, one about Karate Kid, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Wicked for Karate Kid, like, from the the bad guy's perspective. You know how the but bad guy really, thinks they're the like, good guy? Come on. Cobra no, Kai. there's one. I think it's, like, in episode eight where he tells the story of Karate Kid. And I'm just like, it was, it's great. It's another great moment in the show. <laughs> it's so worth watching. And then that last episode of season one, they do the all Valley tournament with these new kids and the new kids are awesome too. Uh, and it's like, it's I on mean, YouTube, I'm, right? It's, you can catch that on YouTube. It's first, a YouTube red show. Yeah. I don't know. It's on, I watch it on Plex. I'm pretty sure the first season's free on YouTube. Yeah. You should watch it. First season's good. Second season dips a little in quality, but. First season is solid. Someone else. Chris Neville. Can you hear me? All right. I got a uh, pinkies up to all the restaurants around me um, in in the, uh, in the Snyderville Basin who are basically just staying open to put a little bit of money in the pockets of their employees. Uh, we've been doing takeout probably once a week. And 
I don't think these restaurant owners are making a dime, right? I think the only reason they're there is that so they can employ five to six people every night and put some money in their pocket. Um, so that's been, it's been good to get out there and kind of support those guys and uh, they make the food really better when it's for takeout because I think they want you to come back. So they're giving <laughs> you like a little extra love. Uh, yeah, so that's my pinkies up. Uh, thumbs down, uh, whatever, everything up. Corona. Everything else. <laughs> everything else. Yeah. That's fair. Kobe, you got three minutes. Yeah, I got three minutes. So wow, uh, giving them all the time. Yeah, all the time. So my pinkies up uh, goes to. Um, I saw this report in the Salt Lake Tribune that was talking about air pollution was way down for this time of year because of obviously what's going on. So that was really cool. Pinkies up to that Utah cool. for staying yeah. home and you know. Get keeping the inversion down, uh, but thumbs down to uh, freaking Todd Weiler, man. This guy. So I got into a little bit of a some some Facebook or uh, some Twitter debate with Todd Weiler, who's a senator from Davis County, over the weekend. He was complaining that because Paul Huntsman, who is John Huntsman's brother and used to own the Tribune, now he's the the he is the chairman of the board of the nonprofit that runs the Tribune now or oversees the Tribune. He was saying that be, yeah, it's a nonprofit now. And they have an editor who is Jennifer Napier Pierce, really quality lady. He was complaining that because Paul Huntsman had retweeted one of his brother's campaign tweets, that there was no way, you know, that like that the, the trip, you know, was tainted somehow and that, you know, they were they couldn't be trusted as a as Utah's independent voice because, you know, somehow this meant that, you know, Huntsman was influencing, you know, the editorial board of you know, the Salt Lake Tribune in, in an undue way. And it was just like, are you kidding me? Like Jennifer Napier Pierce had this whole long tweet. Uh, um, she had this whole long thread to him about how like that's bogus and this is how it actually works. And he just wouldn't, man. And it was just like, and so like I, I, I came to him and I was like, all right, man, you're saying that they're, that they're in the tank, like prove it. Where is the evidence of them being in the tank? Like, you know, and it was just like, okay, like show me. And he really couldn't show me. It was like, well, they posted the Chem Gardner thing. And so, you know, that, and it was like, nah, that's not good enough. He really had no evidence. It was BS. So thumbs down to that crap. So we don't have any upcoming events, uh, but we will be doing some more drinking liberally. Uh, we, we did one this Friday. It was fun. We're uh, thinking about doing a quiz show. You yeah. guys need to indicate your support. Should okay. we do that? Yeah. Maybe that's us, a poll then. Let like, us, do, oh, would yeah, you be interested cool. in like pub quiz online? Like, would you want to be in it or should we get? Some other people you want to watch do it. That's what I want to know. But but the thing is, in order to get on the pub quiz, you have to support the Patreon. Like that's that's the thing Ooh. I'm gonna because you know we're gonna we got we got our bank account this week, so now we're gonna actually start kicking out stories and we're yeah, gonna all these support. things we promised they're gonna happen. <laughs> and yeah. actually happening now. We got you, Shinoda. Um so yeah, all that stuff happens on our Facebook page. So please. Go to our Join Facebook. Facebook. If you guys haven't <laughs> ever been on Facebook, <laughs> holy shit! You know, during my time <laughs> off of Facebook, I really had some like really come to Jesus moments and like about how moments. good Facebook was. And uh, I it was so fulfilling, and now I feel drained and lifeless, uh, a cog in the machine. So uh, I'm Facebook, pretty sure the cancel <laughs> your Facebook movement was started by Mark Zuckerberg to make you fall back in love with Facebook. You fell no, for it. COVID nineteen. Is what he, he that's Zuckerberg trying oh, to get everybody. He yeah, did it. yeah. Uh, so Junction City Podcast, join the forum, uh, take the polls, and uh, give us your feedback there. You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, Junction City Pod. Uh, we're gonna get snarky on there, right, John? 
Right. No, down. man. That's not even. I don't At even support Instagram. That. Yes, you do. Instagram, Junction City Podcast. Uh, go to our YouTube page, Junction City Podcast. Uh, at YouTube, we'll put up videos there. Um, again, the Patreon. Uh, you can find us there. Give us money, and you can play the quiz game that we're going to be coming out with. All that can be found, Junction City Podcast. Um, we'll have stuff up on our show notes, junctioncitypodcast.com. I'm going to be honest. I haven't been doing show notes. I don't think, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody reads them, dude. They don't read them. And so it's like, man, it takes so much time. I'm not going to do you go. Show notes. Look, there's another poll. Do you read the show notes? Okay, you know what? You're can right. You, can we'll, you save we'll Kobe uh, 20 minutes? If you want the show notes, then indicate as such. Otherwise, I'm not making them because I haven't made them since January. I haven't. I've noticed. And you know what? I'm putting this out there. Have you ever wanted to be a panelist on the Junction City podcast? Because I'm looking for somebody with a specific set of skills. And maybe you're that person, but I'm not telling you the skills. But reach out to us and say you want to join and I'll evaluate you. Oh, my God. I hope they do call you Liam Neeson style. Uh, You can rate us. Rate us on all the apps that you listen to podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, I don't really listen to other things uh iHeartRadio, i think anyway rate us give us five star ratings um if you don't shane will come shit on your yard i don't know we'll yeah uh, something like yeah, that. that's exactly right <laughs> and like we probably, say every week <laughs> probably true i mean all politics is local 